I've been thinking about this, and I almost just dropped it in the intro, but I didn't know how you would feel about it. So you got Mercosaurus Rex, right? That's your thing? Yeah. <laughs> Is it bad I really wanted to refer to you as Mercaroni and Cheese? Mercaroni and Cheese? No, no, that's that's totally fine. Okay. Mercaroni and Cheese, I like it. Does that make me the cheese? I, yes, that absolutely, <laughs> that absolutely makes you the we're, cheese. We're going to be like radio disc jockeys from like <laughs> the, the <laughs> shock jock <laughs> area. Like, oh, you're on a Mercaroni and Cheese. I'm the cheese. Roar. <laughs> Like, oh, everybody doing in the morning. Oh, the traffic is bad. <laughs> Player two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two Has Entered the Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, and always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Merkison, a.k.a. the Merkman, baby. And Merkman, we got a very special guest today. I am privileged and honored to introduce my cousin, Ryan King. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Ryan here, a.k.a. Sergeant Pink Beast, a.k.a. Don't worry, Xbox, someone loves you. That's right. Ryan I'll is... be hating on it too much. <laughs> Ryan is an Xbox gamer, so we're getting a little bit of Xbox representation because okay. uh, I could take it or leave it. Do you game at all on Xbox, Derek? I do. Just like, obviously, they're exclusives that they do have. Gears of War and Halo, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, what you got to say about that, Ryan? Gears of War and Halo, I mean, that's, all, that's all we have. You know what? Achievements will always feel better than trophies to me. So I'll give you that. I will give you that. You know, they they have, yeah, because they, they added like a hierarchy for Xbox One, right? So you get different sounds depending on how tough the achievement was to unlock. That's right? Yes, sir. Oh, sweet. I dig that. I dig that. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on this week. But again, I'm very happy you decided to join us. What's going on with you this week, Ryan? I want to check in with you first. Oh, nothing much, man. Just working crazy hours. I really don't have any time to game except on the weekends anymore. Mm, I see. And what's it like working in this pandemic? Oh, dude, I my stuff hasn't changed at all. If anything, I'm busier than ever. Wow. I think I I think I clocked 65, 70 hours last week. Goddamn. Now, what do you do for a living? Are you front facing? Like, do you have to see a lot of people? What's going on with that? Oh yeah. So just due to the nature of the business, I don't want to talk too much about it. But I do interact with the public a lot. Out driving, out interacting with people, managing the second shift aspect of my job. But uh. Yeah, it, it's been nonstop since this pandemic stuff started. So what you're trying to say is, if you have to tell us any more about our job, your job, you'll have to kill us. Right. I mean, as you alluded to in episode one or two, I do like uh, I do like my guns, Mike. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Jackass. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, aren't you armed on the job? Yes. Or am I, are we allowed to talk about that? Okay. No, I am. Okay, so that's all you need to know. He's out here in these streets, but he keeps it clean and he keeps it safe. Mm. So I actually went out in the streets myself a little bit. Now, I, I do have the fortunate privilege of working from home. And my job, I, I think it's sensing a lot of people are getting a little stir crazy. And we used to have this kind of like night of inclusion event that we started. And we've we've had a couple of them at different sites. And I managed one last year where we'd all get together, drink, and talk about the communities we have at work because we do a lot of like side communities just a lot of social stuff people in offices get get bored man you know how it is and one of the things they had an idea to do was just to have people or families friends anybody that's like within their bubble go out and take pictures in front of like 
restaurants or buildings or monuments that you know speak to them either culturally or personally things like that so i thought we'd participate my wife and i we took our son ben out and we took pictures out on the canal in front of the bear statue we went down to the circle and we even actually checked out the uh, the Black Lives Matter mural that's downtown in Indianapolis. It's pretty cool. I actually got to take a video of it. Got to check out all the individual art. It seemed like a different artist tackled each separate letter. Mm. Uh, and then I put that up on Facebook. And then a friend of mine notified me that that very night somebody defaced it. And yeah. uh, there's video of somebody like spreading white paint all over it, which what the hell, man? Makes sense. You know, I it's I hate to say this, but when I was there, as we were leaving, I was thinking about the fact that I was kind of amazed somebody hadn't defaced it already. That's where we're at my, with oh, my yeah. faith in humanity. <laughs> it's just like, we can't have anything, man. Seriously. Nope. But we can have video games. Yes, we can. So on At least to, for now. That's, it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, at least for now, until that somehow gets banned like TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Okay, never mind. I was gonna say no, go I don't, ahead. I don't, I don't completely disagree with that because Japan has also done the same thing. Mm-hmm. After reports of user information being leaked leaked to the Chinese, not government. government, but the yeah, well, yeah, government. Well, the, the since, communi- communist, yeah, regime. since they control yeah. everything. So yeah, I don't completely disagree with it. And TikTok was just kind of cancer anyway. So. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I actually, I really enjoy it, and I think it's a, it's a social app. I mean, it reminds me more of uh, what was that, the Vine, Vine, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of comedy and a lot of good things have come from it. And if anything, occasionally, like my, my uh, TikTok feed usually consists of gamer jokes, pranks, and thirst catching. And I don't follow any of the thirst catchers, but they just There's keep showing up. So much. It's like I'm in the so demographic. Much. They're like, "Do you want to see my butt?" And I'm like, "I'll watch it for a couple of seconds." I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but only then, four out of the six seconds. Yeah. But then I gotta exactly. move on. Then I gotta move on. But here's the thing with that. I understand from a government employee perspective. If you have a government employee issued phone, or if you're in the military, and I think that we already ban other like apps along those lines. I think preventing American bi- Americans from doing business with it and cut cuz the thing is preventing Americans doing business with it starts that snowball where eventually, you know, no one can make money from it and a lot of people are making decent money from it and I think that's actually kind of cool, but also it, it won't show up on the stores anymore, it won't be supported, it won't receive updates and it will become unusable for the general public. And it's done some good. Like we we talked about last week how all those zoomers got on TikTok and spread the word about social issues. And TikTok even tried to like stamp that down. But what they did is they're like, okay, we're going to do a makeup tutorial. So what you want to do is you want to get this uh, style of mascara. It's number seven. And I just want to let you know that the communist Chinese government is locking people up and Muslims. And I think that's that's cool. Right. And also they spread the word to try to buy up as many or reserve as many tickets as possible for that Tulsa rally that ended up being a disaster. So that way not many people would go and get sick. As we learned, a lot of people did go and they got sick. In fact, Herman K. died from it. So, I mean, it's not like it, it didn't do any good. So I like that you brought up that point, Ryan. I think there's a good argument to be had about privacy. I just don't know if dropping the hammer on it the way they have is the right way to go. It feels a lot like, I don't know, it feels like government intervention and censorship to me. I don't know. What, what, what's your take on that? 
As far as the censorship aspect goes, I don't see it so much as censorship. I see it more as, I don't know, the app itself just seems kind of useless. So, like, I mean, aside from... So you have no personal stake in it, so you're like, whatever, no. I don't care if they ban it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, a, I've never been a big social media guy anyway. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't see a lot of point in it. I mean, obviously, there's connecting with family, which is the main and one of the only reasons I still even have a Facebook, is to connect with family out of state, stuff like that. But I... Social media in general to me has always been just more of a – it's an interesting test in how humans interact with each other. But other than that, I don't really see a value in it. Okay. I could get why from your perspective then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I think because of the precedent this is setting and the bias involved, I, I see this as, as a bad thing just from – you know, what does this mean moving forward for any any kind of social media app that pisses off the president? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't like where this is headed. Now, if you could step back and objectively go, hey, this is providing a service. Millions of people are taking advantage of it. And then all of a sudden, no, we're just not going to have it because somebody doesn't like it. I don't know. I, to me, I think that's that's the major thing. But again, I think we all have biases on the subject. So, you know, it just depends on where you're coming from when you weigh in. I totally get where you're coming from, certainly. Ryan, do you fi- follow Video Game Donkey at all? <laughs> no, I've heard you talk about him, but I, like I said, I don't have a ton of free time, so I haven't had a chance to look into him. No worries. I, I would check him out if you can because he's pretty funny, but he did a video on Ghost of Tsushima. Did you see that, Derek? I haven't watched it yet because I don't want any spoilers. Okay, well, luckily, I don't, well, then again, I don't know if there are spoilers or not because I wasn't, I'm far enough in the game where I didn't see any personally. Yeah, but I'm still do you remember, one. <laughs> do you remember when I told you about the kick the typhoon kick that you can do and how you can't knock somebody off a cliff if you're at the edge of the map. Yeah. Yeah, he found that out too. It's in his video. <laughs> he actually kept trying to kick somebody off and they kept bouncing off of the air. And he's like, what the, come on. And then somehow he succeeded in doing it and then he shot the guy with the arrow and the, and the guy flew from off the cliff back onto the ground again. Sweet. So I'm not the only one having that problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love glitches. Yeah, yeah no. It, gotta love it. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely had my fair share. In fact, speaking of glitches, we'll talk about it later on, but one of the games I've been playing this week, Dynasty Warriors 9, full of them. Nine, oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's my opinion, too. That's probably what I'll be talking about when I get to that on uh, Monday Night Brawl. Right now I'm at five. I just finished five, and I'll be doing six. Not this Monday because I'm taking a social media break, but uh, I'll be doing six probably the following Monday. It's It's bad. So, Ghost of Tsushima, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that, because there's a whole lot to say still about that game, and I'm really gushing about it. Have you had a chance to play it yet, Ryan? No. Do you have any interest in playing it? Japanese Dark Souls. I'm good. I'm really good. It's not, it's not well, first of all, Dark Souls is Japanese. Whatever. This would be Japanese, like American Dark, Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. It, was, it was made by Americans, but... Definitely not as difficult as Dark Souls. Not at all. In fact, it's the antithesis of Dark Souls. Let me explain. So, <laughs> in Dark Souls, when you die... You get severely punished. And and they set you up to die a lot, right? So there's a dude around the corner that's going to one-shot you. There's an enemy that's going to do some kind of tricky animation that you can't anticipate. In fact, they rely on the fact that you're going to die several times in order to learn your way through, kind of dig through the core of this apple, so to speak, as slow as you can. Right. With Ghost of Tsushima, not only do they empower you to be a real badass, but they have varying difficulty levels. So on medium, and I'm assuming anything below medium, you can take several hits before you die. And you have several tools at your disposal to stop an enemy from hitting you or even getting close to you, like ghost weapons. You can throw an explosive bomb at them or a kunai, and then they'll just 
they'll kind of be stunned and just wait for you to finish them. So I, and the best thing is if you die, you immediately start back where you were and the loading is almost instant. No penalty. You don't lose souls. You don't lose experience points. Nothing. You just try again. Like Super Meat Boy. Like you, you hit a saw blade and boom, you're back to the start. Right. I remember hearing you guys talk or you make that comparison a yeah. couple episodes back. It's, it's an action game. And I know you've played action games before. Like what's what's your favorite action game if you had to name one? Like I mean I'm talking along the lines of like Bayo or Devil May Cry or uh... Devil May Cry is a solid one. It's yeah. like Devil May Cry except there's no like A A through B or S rank popping up in the corner to tell you how badass you're doing. You're, you're gonna know if you're doing badass, but like it's the same thing. You can style on these fools. I do it every week. Like <laughs> go go check out uh, uh, Shameless Plug. Go check out my Twitch channel MC Paper Stacks, and you will see. There are several episodes of Ghost of Tsushima up. Just pop one in or look at some of the highlights from the earlier episodes so you don't have too much of a spoiler. Right. You'll you'll see like I do just fine and I'm not like the best I'm not like the best at video games ever in the world. I am currently playing on Insanity, but the game enables me to do that because yes, while I can get one-shotted, so can they. And and that's the thing that I think Dark Souls is missing. They seriously disempower you, disadvantage you, and then severely punish you when you die. None of those things are happening in Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I lo- just seeing the if art style. If you ain't style... feeling it, I'm saying if you ain't feeling it, you ain't feeling it. I'm not trying to sell you on it, but I, I do want to make the distinction. It is not Japanese Dark Souls because a Dark Souls is already Japanese. And shut, is... shut up, I'm <laughs> Japanese setting. <laughs> oh man, speaking of funny conversations though, I'm entering that phase of parenting with my son. He's four now where every conversation we have is an Abbott and Costello routine. And and Derek, you may already be there. If not, you're going to get there soon. But tell me if this sounds familiar. Your kid asks you non something nonsensical, and you don't even know where to go from there. And then they end up making something completely hilarious. I'll give you an example. The other day we were driving. <clears throat> My son turns to me. He goes, Dad, when do you go invisible? <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> When 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 it, when do you know you need to go invisible? And I was like, son, I don't even know what that means. And he goes, oh, well, invisible means is when somebody can't see you. I'm like, Jesus Damn. Christ. <laughs> See that? Let me let me spell it out for you. Oh, that kid, I love him. But yeah, every 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 conversation just basically, and and of course my wife is just sitting there laughing at me. She 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 can see. I'm like, all right, fine. It it it's either that or he'll tell me something that I think is not true, and I go, I don't think that's true. And then he presses me on it, and I look it up, and it's true. So now he's proving me wrong on things. We were walking. We were doing, like, a, a walk on the trails back here by our house. And he, he was like, tell me about all the poisonous animals and insects and fish. And I was like, okay, well, there's a blowfish. that yeah, It's like a Japanese blowfish, and, and only one part of it's edible. And, and I was like, oh, you know, there's, like, snakes. And, and uh, he goes, tell me about the insects. And, he, and I was like, well, he goes, about mon- monarch butterflies. Monarch butterflies are poisonous. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think they're poisonous. He goes, yeah, they are. I was like, no, I don't think they are. He goes, they are. And I looked it up. Yeah, monarch butterflies are poisonous. Oh, wow. Yeah, my four-year-old son taught me that. That's, that's where we're at now. So <laughs> I guess he was watching like a nature documentary or show or something with his grandmother. So don't doubt your children, people, is the lesson here. If they tell right. you something, instead of immediately dismissing it, you got a phone in your pocket. Look it up first. Right. Before you make a fool of yourself. Before you make a fool of yourself, because now my son knows that I'm an idiot, and uh, I was hoping <laughs> to keep that away from him at least until he was around, like you know, I don't know, adolescent age. So. Well, now he's gonna start making shit up, and you're just gonna believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's a slippery slope, man. Watch yourself. Yeah, 
No, my, my life is a constant waking nightmare when I navigate conversations with him. It's great. I love being a parent. It's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, you had mentioned something. I know we were going to talk about it a little bit later in gaming news, but I kind of wanted to bring it up now because I think it's kind of interesting. Xbox, you want to talk about how they're about what's going on with Halo and the launch of the Xbox console, just to kind of get everybody up to speed? Yeah, so basically earlier this week... Microsoft announced that they are delaying Halo Infinite until 2021, Mm. which is upsetting a lot of Xbox fanboys because it was touted as being a launch title, and now it's not going to be available when the system launches in November, which they also established earlier this week. So what are your your guys' thoughts on that? Halo, first off, it it didn't look great. I saw the trailer. It did. It looked awful. That's so interesting. Do you remember when we were talking? I don't know if you heard the episode, Ryan, but Derek's a big fan. You're a big fan. I'm not. I I was like, oh, this looks cool. I bet Halo people are happy. (laughs) I was so off the mark with that. Yeah, no, it does does not look great at all. If you look at Um, screenshots and whatnot, mm -hmm. it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. But that might be the reason for the delay. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure that is. That's yeah. That's absolutely. So. That's got to be. I just don't, dude. I don't know what you release with the console if it's not Halo. If you if you're not releasing Halo day one with the console, what what is your selling point? And here's the other thing I think we haven't discussed or people aren't thinking about. So just to recap, Series X launching launching in November, right? Yep. Okay, without Halo. All right. What else is happening this fall in the world that might make it tough for people to want to spend, I don't know, extra money on a, a luxury item? The housing, the housing crisis. <laughs> the ha- people are being yeah. booted out of their homes. And it's going to really come to a head in the next couple of months. Like, you think it's bad now. It's going to get really bad. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be kind of bumped down on the hierarchy of needs. They're not going to be thinking about, I'm kind of bored. They're going to be thinking about, where am I going to sleep tonight? So, I I mean, I think console launches overall are going to take a hit. But I think Xbox in particular, because its popularity is... I don't know what its popularity is like overseas. I know it's not good in Japan. Maybe like in Europe. Maybe it can survive based on how it does in Europe. But in North America, it's going to be... Particularly America, it's going to be pretty tough. And I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to weather this storm. And that's the thing that I'm kind of thinking about is we got a lot of stuff dropping this last quarter, as we usually do in our world and video games and things like that. But in the real world where people out here trying to survive, it's not looking so great. So I'm wondering how those two things are going to come to a head. What, what do you guys think? I personally don't think that Microsoft is trying to sell us this console. Really? Yeah, I really think that they just decided they needed to make a console because they know that Sony was coming out with one. Because I think that they're trying to get more of their services across than anything else. Because the fact that everything is going to be playable on the Game Pass mm-hmm. and on PC, it just makes a new Xbox kind of obsolete as soon as it, you know, as soon as it releases. Why even make one then? Because at this I, point, I mean, I like, they're, they're going to take a loss on production. Yeah. I mean, unless well, they charge uh, an arm and a leg for it, then why would they do that? Well, because they still want to have their leg in that console market. Because mm. that if they don't have it in there, they're still giving up lots of money. Mm. So I just feel like it was a necessity for them to come out with it rather than them feeling that they had something superior to take the world by storm or whatever. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. They're... Microsoft is letting me down. Or or what if what if it's their way of easing into a like primarily PC market knowing that it is easier to increase the power of a PC 
than to continuously buy new consoles to keep up with something that you can build yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd agree with that too. Yeah, I mean, it goes are... along the lines of what you were saying and what we were saying last week. Yeah, with them focusing on the other services, that's that's actually not a bad viewpoint, Ryan. I agree with that. Huh. Well, good luck, Microsoft. I'm sure you'll make it through somehow. You truly be fine. Our company. I'm. I, I'll be here for you, Xbox. I promise. Yeah, because well, Ryan seen, stands for you, Xbox. Yeah, a lot of people seem to think that Xbox is all that Microsoft has going for them, and it's not. It's not. No, it's probably not the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> why they're not even like they're like I will survive. Hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. They're not phased by what we have to say about the Xbox being. Yeah, meh. and Sony. At least they can rely on their movie division. Right. I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sony movies suck. Anyways, what about um, Split <laughs> Uh, which ones? The ones where they loaned it and Disney actually did it, or the uh, Amazing Spiderman? The loan. Or how about the Ghostbusters relaunch? Or how about Ooh. Pixels? Mm. I think I think I played delicious. I think I've played four games on my PS4. If I'm being honest with you, oh, yeah. I 100%ed the Spider-Man. Uh, I 100%ed Horizon Zero Dawn. I tried God of War, got bored. Oh no! How'd you get bored with God of War? It's so good. I, I dude, I. I don't know. I think I got stuck in one part and I just got tired of trying to mess with it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I plan on going back to it, but honestly, the only thing PS4 offers to me as a gamer that I don't already get from my Xbox, since I'm not a giant JRPG guy like you two, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. MLB The Show. Mm-hmm. Okay. If MLB The Show was on any other console, or if 2K can ever get their heads out of their asses and bring back an actual baseball game, mm. I'll be, I won't have a need for my PS4. You hear that, 2K? Take your head and you pull it right out of your tuchus, okay? (laughs) Well, speaking of movies, I finally saw the uh, Sonic movie. Really? Yeah, have you guys seen that? No, I I haven't seen it. Um, It was on sale on Vudu for like 10 bucks, and I was like, eh, why not? You know, I liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good as Detective Pikachu, but it was was pretty fun. I actually think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, sacrilege. We can. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, both, Maybe it's... both movies are, you know, they're middle middle ground good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're not amazing, but for video game movies or movies based on video game properties, they're top tier. Well, what I, what, what I think <laughs> gives Pokemon the edge because here's what I like about Sonic. I I thought Sonic was a really endearing character. I thought it was his whole angle about wanting to fit in and really appreciating like where he was living in exile was cool. Jim Carrey was well, Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. The plot and everything was kind of loose. It was oh, we'll throw his rings over here and then he's got to go get them. I mean, he could go get them really quickly, but he doesn't know where San Francisco is and he doesn't right. know how to Google it. So whatever, and he's hey, not. Yeah, but the thing is, he totally could have just went there and looked around. He would have found it eventually. He probably would have found it way faster than driving a truck, but I think he more wanted to bond with Donut Lord, which, great name. Um, Right. And I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it even more because I watched it with my four-year-old, and he was really digging a lot of the jokes that would go not over my head, but under my head, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where I'm just like, oh, yeah, bad man, fall down, go boom. He's like, he was dying. So, and there was a lot of fun sequences. I think... You can see some genuine effort there, but you can also kind of see the cynicism behind, like, hey, we need to, we have this property, we want to make some money off of it. I saw both, you know? Not to say that it's not the same thing with Pokemon, but with Pokemon, it felt more organic and natural because there are people in the Pokemon world, so they didn't have to, like, send Pikachu to Earth. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they already had, like, everything established, 
and it had a story within that universe and it, everything just felt like it fit better and it was an interesting story and again it was baby's first detective story but mm-hmm. again i wasn't expecting anything more complex and it still had some surprises even though i kind of guessed them and it had some twists and turns ryan reynolds is as charming as ever i'm a really big fan of his so that that's what edged it out for me plus i mean pikachu is so cute and yeah, you're right great. you're right detective pikachu is better yeah. So, but Sonic's good. Yeah. I enjoy. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised as I went in with low expectations. I was like, mm. you know, you're expecting it, uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and you got the original Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's a good analogy. That's yeah. that's what I got. I got the original Mortal Kombat for fans who know all the references and were there for you know what I like Sonic. He's cool. Let's let's see what this has got to what's got. And again, I was fully expecting them to drop the ball because it's not like Sonic is a property that's been handled pretty particularly well. I think even the most ardent Sonic fan can agree to that. Yeah, I mean, so, they almost did with that crappy first design. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, the fact that they actually went back and redid that is pretty amazing because that was a lot of work. Unfortunately, it's probably a lot of late nights and a lot of crunch for people who didn't get paid as much as the people who produced it. I mean, they didn't have a choice. If you didn't, that, right. that thing was going to bomb. Yeah, it was going to yeah, it was going to be a complete loss. Well, the choice is not to put it out as quickly as they did, or maybe pl- test the thing in the first place. Who knows? But yeah, I get where you're going. Where you're going with that, and it's an it's a miracle that they even were able to pull it off. So yeah, if you Ever are know, interested, trying to make stuff look realistic, get out to <laughs> Voodoo and uh, or your your digital movie purchaser of choice, or Amazon or wherever, because it seems to go on sale pretty often. And uh, I think it's worth it. So as far as other current events, what you got going on this week, Derek? Me? Let's see. There's a couple of things that I uh, saw. So as you may know, Netflix was creating a Avatar The Last Airbender live action series. Mm -hmm. And Avatar fans are really excited. Uh, Did you know about this, Michael? No, no, no. When you told me about it like prior, like, like briefly in the notes or whatever, I was kind of surprised. So I, I, I do vaguely remember you saying something about the live action being worked on, but it exited my brain, which is weird. Yeah, I'm a fan. and so the uh, issue that's happening right now with that series is the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender, the animated series, are leaving the Netflix live action series. So they so were collaborating no on it. They were working on it, and now they're not. Yeah, and as you may know, that will create a whole lot of issues. I don't know if you saw The Last Airbender movie. I did. I don't know if they had any say in that whatsoever. I know M. Night Shyamalan. There's no way in hell they did. Kind of, yeah, so we see what happens when the create, original creators are not involved in a project involving that property. So What could happen. Uh, yeah, what could happen. And we saw, I saw the same thing with Game of Thrones, really. Yeah, this is what is going to probably primarily drop my interest or really lower my expectations. Because it doesn't guarantee it's going to be bad. But I don't like Avatar because of its themes. Although its themes obviously are attractive to me. That's why I checked it out in the first place. I liked it because of the way those themes were executed. And that is due in large part to the creators. They did a really mm-hmm. good job. It's one of the... I mean, we talked about it recently. It's one of the tightest TV shows there is. From start to finish, they had a vision and they executed it well. It's like the it's like the 10-year MCU plan of TV shows. They really got <laughs> right. it in. If you take those fantastic creative minds who really understand the core of our avatar and what it's about and made it what it is, and you remove them from the picture, you could get something good or bad, but either way, it's not really going to be what you fell in love with either way. Right. So that's unfortunate. Ryan, do you watch Avatar? Or have you seen it? 
Yeah, I, I I grew up around the time the original series was coming out. So like, I mean, I was probably seventeen, eighteen at that time. It's been oh. out what a decade now. Yeah, no, both yeah. you you and Derek, you and Ryan, I think you guys are about the same age. What year were you guys born? Ryan, you were born in nineteen ninety one, right? Yeah. Oh, ninety. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, I I grew up when Avatar was airing new episodes on TV. So like, yeah, I I've I've seen all of that. Unfortunately, I've seen the movie too, but I have not seen the Legend of Korra. Oh, really? Yeah. Sean it's on Netflix was, now. Yeah, I Sean, would, Sean I would was saying it's pretty good. Sean was saying it was pretty good, and I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I haven't had a chance to yet. I mean, other than, like, way back when when I checked out, like, the first episode, and I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where's my Aang? <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Aang. Mm. Yeah, I'm still interested in checking out. Now, the original creators of Avatar, do they work on Legend of Korra? Do you know? Uh, yes, they are completely involved with that. Okay. So. Yeah, I need to go back and check that out, so, for sure. And I, and I will. I, I have a physical version that I bought, and just never. that's where I originally started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I never got around to finishing it, but now that's on Netflix, I'll try. But I got other TV shows to watch because all that buzz about Umbrella Academy, and I know we talked about it briefly last week. We've been watching that. In fact, my wife's obsessed. She gets yeah. mad when I have too much going on in the evening. Like last night, I had to record a podcast for my job, and I was like, hey, honey, I got to go record this. She goes, what? But then you got to stream at 10. We're not going to get to watch Umbrella Academy. <laughs> and I was like, I know, I'm sorry. And she's like, no! Because she's... She's a good friend, and she is not going to try to watch the show without me, and I appreciate her Aww. for that. But I'm into it. We, we just, at this point, a lot of interesting plot stuff is happening, but we just want to know why that guy was living on the moon. Why won't they tell us? Why won't they tell us? They still haven't told you? They still haven't told me. Are and you in season two? No, we're not in season two yet, but oh, we're, okay. we're pretty far along in season one. We're to the point where we understand everything that's going on with five and mm-hmm. the whole time travel thing. And we still don't know why the hell one was living on the moon. We just want to know why he's living on the moon. Just tell us. Right. I had a a theory in the very beginning before, like, his whole, like, deformity was revealed, the source of that. I thought that maybe his power, because he was so strong, his power was how, and there's an actual condition linked to this, uh, where people can develop muscle faster than others. Mm -hmm. But his muscle acceleration was so big that... They did like a, a trajectory and he wouldn't live past like 30 if he was here on Earth. So he went to the moon where there's less gravity and therefore less muscle growth to elongate his life. That's what I thought was going on. Oh, okay, that's actually a good theory. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was pretty solid. But again, that, that all got shot to shit when I found out why he was deformed. Right. So now I'm like, why was he <laughs> on the moon? What's Ryan, the have, you seen, have you seen Umbrella Academy? I haven't. I wasn't really interested because the trailer didn't really sell it for me. It was just like, look at these ragtag superheroes. They dance. I'm like, I don't care if they dance. I think uh, that, and I, I oh, sorry. I didn't no, mean to cut you off. No, no, I was going to say, I think that's what threw me off. I mean, you had Marvel's The Runaways. You had Hulu had a show that was about like X-Men mutants and stuff. And it's like, oh, seems yeah. like everyone's, yeah, the gifted. Yeah, everyone's doing a mutant show. And when I first saw, like you said, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, is this just another throwaway mutant show? Like, is yeah. this what we're doing now? Yeah. I don't think it is. I got CW vibes a little bit, but it's not CW. No, it isn't. Like, yeah, at not all. It's not close. It's not, not even close. It's what? it's definitely a more adult show. I, I'm into it so far, though. I, yeah. I would recommend checking it out. It's got a little bit of that. We talked about the first episode in the previous podcast. It's got a little bit of that Netflix bloat, but it does eventually pick up, and there's enough threads that you're interested on in where they're going to go or where they're coming from that it gets you hooked. 
So, and the fact that I know that everybody loves season two even more than season one, and I'm already moderate, moderately interested in season one, has got me propelling forward. And and the fact that my best friend currently upstairs bemoaning the fact that I'm not watching Umbrella Academy with her that that helps me move along too. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I might have to get through that first season because yeah. the, the only thing that throws it off for me is Ellen Page. She's just so blah. Yeah, but if you know she's... what? That actually fits her character in this because in and you remember, probably remember this because you got you know a few episodes in her whole character arc is her whole life she was constantly told and reinforced that she is nothing special that yeah. she is unremarkable in any way so her psychology is built around that so they're like well who can we get to act like they're unre- unremarkable Ellen Page yeah. perfect I'm and waiting she, on them she nails to reveal it. her powers. <laughs> Right, like watch her powers are going to be there. Everyone treats her like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to expect like she's going to have some kind of power. Come on now, she's going to be born right. as fantastically as everybody else and just come out normal. Yeah, now we were thinking the same thing, but uh, yeah, the, the only other TV show I'm kind of excited about, actually, kind of as an understatement, I'm really excited about it is Lovecraft Country. It's premiering the Sunday uh, well, a, at, at the time of this release tomorrow night or, or tonight, I should say, Sunday night, this Sunday night. So and that's on HBO. Are you either? You plan on checking that out? Yeah, I might give it a a little looky loo. I think I have HBO, so maybe. It looks really good. I mean, first of all, Jordan Peele's producing it, and oh, well, there you go. With yeah, him I'll on the project, I'm instantly I, at my least interest intrigued. is increased. Yeah, and it it it's based off of a series of graphic novels written not by Lovecraft, but about Lovecraftian themes. I'm all about like I'm kind of a big fan of like people going mad from seeing something so insane and monster design and the old ones and creature. I'm into it. I'm into it. I played through the Sinking City all the way and 100 percented it, and that game was janky as hell because I'm just into it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check it out. But we'll we'll probably be talking about episodes of that show on the podcast uh, moving forward. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I I feel like there was one more bit of news that we glossed over, something about Disney. Do you recall what that was, Derek? Oh, yeah. So, uh, as you know, Disney purchased Fox Television in, in I believe, its entirety. They just announced that they are getting rid of the 20th Century Fox branding, Hmm. and they are renaming it 20th Television. In my opinion, is that, see, just, I don't like it. I mean, it doesn't affect my day-to-day, but 20th Century Fox just has such an iconic history. Yeah, they're kind of releasing a legacy, yeah. Yeah, and to rename it 20th Television, I would have at least renamed it 20th Century Television because mm-hmm. that, that still has that nice ring to it. But, yeah, yep, they're getting rid of that. They are wiping Fox from the face of the earth. I mean, that's what Disney does, though. It's a very That's a very monopolistic move of them, like completely oh, yeah. eradicate any any acknowledgement of your former competition. You know right. what's, what's so pernicious about Disney is – not just that they do that because every business and we're, we're going to talk about like the apple and uh epic beef pretty soon but every mm-hmm. business is out there to become that monopoly and crush its competition the thing that's pernicious about disney is it's good it, oh, yeah. like people are not even griping because all a lot of the content that disney pushes out even if they take really good creators like edgar wright and they take the soul out of it and they go whatever we don't need you they still succeed well they put out quality stuff and so people are reticent to fight against all their moves you know like the 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 bullying movie theaters to play star wars more or whatever they try to or whatever crap they try to pull because they keep delivering entertainment and i worry that that's going to be 
ultimately what helps them rise to the top without any opposition. Yeah. Like, what are we doing about that? We're banning TikTok. We're not going to try try to stop Disney from coming this mega conglomerate controlling everything. Jeez, man. I mean, if you're going to do that, though, you got to step in and stop Apple and Microsoft, in a sense, from controlling the, the phone market. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do it. Break up all the big companies. Destroy them. <laughs> Thank you for accidentally being left-wing for a second, Ryan. I appreciate that. <laughs> Whenever somebody's like, well, what are you going to do next? Feed everybody? Yes. Yes, exactly. Hey, I'm not I'm not saying it's – I I think Apple and Microsoft both have their faults. I'm oh, no, and I'm not knocking not a... you. I, I always considered you more of a libertarian, though, than like somebody who would be considered left. Would that be you accurate? You know, the, the political test I took would agree with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've always considered you, yeah, libertarian. Um, and I like the, a lot of discussions that we've had in the past, which have gotten heated. You know what? And I, I'd like to take my, I'd like to take a chance to apologize to you, actually. Aww. It's well, all love, man. Ain't no, 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 no. Because no, we, we grew up together. We got a lot of dumb stories. I, we, we told, I told that story, which I kind of messed it up. I said it was Lisa's stepdad instead of her, instead of your stepdad, her boyfriend, uh, which I don't know if you would consider Michael your stepdad. He was in the picture, what, very briefly. Uh, yeah, for a little but, while. Yeah, the, the Metal Gear story about the guy being tortured and us going, uh, oh, yeah, we're watching something incredibly violent. But no, yeah. we've gotten arguments in the past, and I think it's really easy, especially for me, like this is part of my growth journey, just to punch below the belt or dismiss somebody's opinion if they d- disagree with me. I think a lot of us do that. I think the biggest mistake you can make is assume somebody is stupid or disregard their intelligence based on simply the fact that they disagree with you. You know, I think we have to stop Mm -hmm. doing that. I think we need to find a way to express ourselves, not take things personally and allow somebody else to sit on what we said. Right. AOC talks about the golden gate of retreat. It's where if somebody let's say somebody said something to you that's racist. And if you if you get upset, you're fully within your right to do that. Even if you yell at them like I I get it because that's the emotional response. But if you do have the wherewithal to sit back. Why do you think that? You know, and like just have a conversation. Okay, well, here's what, here's why I think what I think. Here's why I think that that that's hurtful, right? And allow them to just sit on that without immediately condemning them and calling them a racist and calling them names. There's a chance that they're gonna they're gonna go home with that and they're gonna sit on it and they're gonna think about it and maybe just maybe you might have pulled them further towards something better, you know. So you and I, you know, we're going to have our disagreements because we have different political ideologies. But at the end of the day, I know that you're out there doing the best that you can and trying to be the best person that you can be. And I know that you know that about me. So I think if we keep that in our hearts and everybody out there, if you have conversations with people you disagree with, you got family members who uh, maybe they still support Trump. Jesus Christ. (laughs) If you can find a way to have a conversation with them, maybe at least on a few things you can see eye to eye. We're all we're all out here trying to do the best we can. Right. You know, I agree, Mike. I will say, though, left-leaning you is way more tolerable than Bible-thumping you. That, <laughs> That's fair. That, that was a time when it was, oh, God, you were insufferable. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> in the name of Christianity. I think a lot of people did. For for This is a history I haven't discussed on the podcast, but my wife and I left religion, I want to say, like three years into our marriage. And... It, it definitely it freed me a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of hate. I no knock against people who are religious, but I think that sometimes it's easy to take it to a dark place because you feel like you have all the answers, or you feel like because a lot of people it's not faith based like it should be. It's fact. They're like 
this is what the Bible says. That's true. F you. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're gay. Get out of here. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, once I was able to go, you know what? It is what it is. The universe doesn't have anything personally against me. My children dying are not because of anything I did wrong or my wife did wrong. And I don't have anybody to hate for that. Nobody caused that. It happened. Right. And I can do the best I can to pick up the pieces and move forward. I was able to find peace once I was able to let to set that those bricks down, basically. So I'll agree with you there. It's been a journey and I've been trying really hard. And I think a lot of it, you know, we talked about my mental health journey on the show before, but a lot of it was just a lot of hate I had for myself or a lot of sourcing self-esteem outside of myself. And it took me a long time. I mean, God, I'm going to be 38 in a couple of months. And I'm just now, in the, and, and yeah, in the recent couple of years, finally getting to the point where I feel like I'm at peace and I'm finally able to kind of, you know, actually like myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that is what it is. We're getting deep on the podcast today. Well, I was going to say, damn, fucking Dr. Phil in the house. I know. Yeah. Oh, don't, oh, oh God, don't compare <laughs> me to that hack. <laughs> well, what, what, no, bad baby. What do you mean by cash me outside? <laughs> You Dude, were, you really you are know, a bad baby. As much as much as you may dislike him, you have to admire the porn stash. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I love I love I love Doctor Phil's mustache. It's the only redeeming quality about him. Well, maybe one day you'll get to meet him and he'll give you a ride on it. Oh, hey. One can only hope. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, riding, what are we playing this week? Uh, I know Derek gets Ghost of Tsushima all the way, right? Yeah. How far are you got in that game so far? I am. I think one or two missions away from the final Act One mission. I'm about to go rescue Lord Shimura. Awesome! So, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty hype. That's that transition from Act One, Act Two. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, uh, but maybe we shouldn't talk too much about it though, because that, we need to say that for the spoiler cast for sure. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I was going to play. What is it? Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, what's the DLC called? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Well, the DLC, the story DLC for Mortal Kombat 11, mm. I had found a copy of it, and I was going to end up getting it for free, but then I looked at the disc, and it had, like, this big old scratch on top of the label, uh, and so I didn't get it. Okay. It was quite unfortunate, because mm. I was going to play it, probably play through it earlier this morning, but no, fate had other plans. Aftermath? Aftermath, yes, thank you. There you go. Mortal Kombat 11, Aftermath. Out in stores now, buy it. Well, I did a lot of streaming this week as usual i thought i would finish until dawn last night as time of recording friday night but i got far enough to where and it was like late enough to where i think this is going to be a three-parter so i'm going to finish until dawn this friday but it's still great love that game love all the jump scares love the schlock love the dialogue dynasty warriors 5 to continue my playing through the dynasty warriors numbered sequels it's it's good what can i say i like it had a lot of fun with it. I tried out, and I told you I was going to do this, No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again. Mm-hmm. Did not like it. And I yeah. wanted to like it so bad because it's got so much style and there's a lot of quirk to it that I dig. I dig the t-shirts. I dig the ramen stalls where you can learn about different types of ramen and then you can read the articles where they gush about the ramen and do reviews. I like the little trailer hub. I like some of the dialogue, even though it goes on a little bit too long. And the, the meta is a little bit, it, it's just like, you're a mid boss, and then just keep going. They 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 take right. jokes a little bit further to where they're not funny anymore. Yeah. And then the the gameplay itself, I tried to find some variety, and I couldn't. And then it crashed on me at one point. I think towards the end of the episode, I was trying to get back from the text adventure game with Batman, and it crashed. And I was like, well, guess that's the end of that. <laughs> but I got through all the way up through the first boss, and it's there's just not enough variance there for me. 
you know I, I would, yeah because it's beautiful like some of the levels are gorgeous looking but it's just the gameplay isn't there and i think you can be as stylish and as beautiful and as interesting as you want to be but if the gameplay is not up to a certain par it doesn't have to be excellent but if it's not up to a certain par and this this game i think falls short it doesn't matter so it is what it is I, I've been playing Dynasty Warriors 9 just in my spare time, trying to find something good about that game. I'll let you know if I ever do. <laughs> um, but so we'll far, that. it's low effort, man. It really is. Like, you take... If you compare 8 to 9 and how tight 8 is because they've gotten so good at that Warriors formula, it's, there's just so much laziness. And, it, like, the open world is so... It's buggy. It takes forever to load. The cutscenes are bland and boring. I could go on and on, but it's... I don't know. Have you played it? It sounds like you kind of disagree. No, no. I had high hopes for it, and I've thought about checking it out, but I keep hearing people like you talk about it, and it's just... It it doesn't... There's no light at the end of the tunnel for that game. Yeah. Well, I know you follow the show, so once you hear me talk about playing it on the stream, maybe check it out. You can see for yourself, because I'm going to try to... Hi- I'm going to try to get a vertical slice on the stream so people can see the different aspects of it, and that's part of why I'm playing through it now. Because it is open world and it's a lot more slow of a burn as far as advancement. So I want to get far enough in the game where I can show off. That way people can't go, oh, you only played the first hour. It opens up after hour 30. Like I'm, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? like, I'm going to be able to show off all the aspects of the game. So that way people can make a better decision about what they think. But so far, man, it's it's a bit of a letdown. Like, if you are if you want to completely turn your brain off, which is kind of what those games are all about. But I'm like, really turn it off. And just grind levels, I guess. But other other dynasty warriors games do it way better you know what i mean there's just no point so and maybe if this is a stepping stone to them trying again with dynasty warriors 10 and actually doing it well i've played enough open worlds game like especially there's such a dissonance going from dynasty warriors 9 to ghost of tsushima and i'm like man y'all don't even know you have no idea try it all exactly so it is what it is I also tried out, because it was on sale on eShop for a few bucks, and I, I think you talked about this being on sale before, Derek, and I think you even played it, Cat Quest. Yeah, Cat Quest. Cat Quest is cool. I like it. It feels a little, you know, baby's first RPG, a little mobile, kind of, mm-hmm. but but kind of like almost like Evo Land in a way, but I... I I love it. The gameplay loop is satisfying. The open It's funny. You have this overworld map where you can go to different towns, but that's actually where the battles take place. And you interact with the towns, but you don't actually go inside them. So everything is open world. Op- everything is overworld, except for maybe when you go into a particular shop for an upgrade, or if you go into a, like a dungeon, and they have like little mini dungeons strewn throughout the map. And everything has a level on it, so you can have an idea of like where you can go, and, and if you're trying something a little bit higher level, there's all these little quests, or these little stories. you got like a little Navi-style partner that follows you around. It's like a little cat fairy. Everything mm-hmm. is cat-themed. There's tons of cat puns. So if you're more of a dog person, maybe you won't enjoy it as much. I'm kind of more of a dog person, though, and I liked it. So Yeah, I, I think for a couple of bucks, I think people should check it out. I, I fully recommend Cat Quest. I think it's definitely not the most complicated RPG that you'll ever play. But it's got active combat. You got your dodge roll. You can use different magics that do different things, like reduce uh, defense or have like different directional attacks. And each piece of armor you pick up, like there's only one armor archetype. There's only going to be one broadsword or one knight's helmet or one mage's hat. But each new mage's hat you picks up, you pick up will like 
upgrade that mage's hat. So you start with like mage's hat level one. If you find another one, then all of a sudden it's like level two and it increases your magic by however many points, right? So mm-hmm. you can go back and forth between like a tank build or a melee build or a magic build and different enemy types will have different weaknesses depending on if you use physical or magic attacks. So there is a little bit of depth to it, enough to keep someone like me going. And I've played a lot of RPGs, so I fully recommend it. I think it's great. Everybody should check it out. Cat Quest. A Cat Ooh, Quest 2 Cat is Quest. out, but I don't know if it's on sale. But I'll probably grab that too once it's on sale. <laughs> awesome. Ryan, my good friend, what are you playing this week? Oh, man. One of the best games I've played in a long time, if I'm being real honest with you, Man Eater. Yeah, yeah, short game. Yeah, yeah. So me too. Me yes. too. Me too. Yes. Uh, action RPG. You're the shark. Yes. You're the shark. You eat people, man. It's it's amazing. It's brainless. There is a little bit of strategy in the late game, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you're just swimming around. There's no talking. There's no there's no annoying interaction with other people. It's it is the perfect loner game. It's on-site mentality. That's right. right. <laughs> a pic picture picture deadliest catch set in Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> so nothing, nothing but Cajun, nothing but Cajun voiceovers. It's amazing. Obviously, since you don't talk, you know you're a shark. You don't talk. Your story is told through the voice of Chris Parnell, Perfect. which makes it even better. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Cyril and Archer and Jerry from Rick and Morty, Chris Parnell, yeah. amazing voice actor. Yeah, one time he actually got high and went to go see the Chronicles of Narnia. I heard. Yes, yes, that that is also true. I forgot about that until it's all just about now. the Hamiltons, baby. It's all about the <laughs> Hamiltons, baby. Yeah, characters are only really seen in cutscenes, so the story is what it is. I mean, you're you have to evolve as a you start as a pup shark. You have to evolve and survive, and your whole goal is to get revenge on the fisherman who killed your mother and disfigured you. Yikes! But when I when you say you you evolve, it's quick. The evolving is quick. You can essentially mutate yourself based on completing certain aspects dude i'm jumping 30 feet out of the air pulling people off bridges it is a sci-fi movie <laughs> in a video game it's that amazing sounds cool. that sounds that really cool sound i heard that i heard a criticism and it was like a light criticism but i heard that it's kind of hard to either lock on or hit what you're going after sometimes did you experience that or is there a way to uh, like tune for that until you until you realize that it's the aiming system is focused on what you're actually looking at so like if once you rotate the camera towards and like once you like center the camera on what you're trying to target, mm-hmm. it you get it down pack pretty simple. Oh, okay, okay, good. Okay, so it's all about less lock on and more camera control. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cuz it it took me there's a couple there's a couple of things where like you you fight like strong but or you can attack boats that are significantly higher level than you and I was like, "Wow, this is really tedious and annoying." And then I I got the targeting and I was like, oh, I don't have to attack the boat at all. I just jump up and pull people off the boat, and then the boat's <laughs> nothing. Ah, interesting. So, so you can actually weaken a strong boat by removing its crew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cool. it's great. I went full completionist on it. Yeah. I beat it last weekend, about 16 and a half hours, full completion. Cool. Sweet. All right. That's a game yeah. I might actually be able to get. I, you know, it's funny. The older I get and the le- the less free time I have, when I hear a game is, like, shorter, I get excited. Where it used to be like, uh-huh, I want it to be longer. Right. <laughs> when I was young yeah. and broke and I could only buy, like, three games a year. <laughs> Man, with my work schedule, I've been looking for those, the like, the like the two or three games I can complete in a weekend. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, let me recommend a game to you if it isn't already on your radar that I think you would enjoy. And it's another quick one you can complete, but it's a lot of fun. And it's themed up kind of like Maneater, Carrion. Have you heard of that? Okay. 
No, I haven't. It you play as like a Cronenbergian mass of flesh and teeth, and you go around this lab like just attacking people and trying to escape the lab. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Let me know uh, what you think if you ever check it out. Yeah, I'm in the middle of my second purchase of last weekend, uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Oh, man, oh. get those bikini bottoms. You know, THQ, specifically THQ Nordic, does really good stuff. So the fact that they were able to go in and remake the Xbox PS2 era SpongeBob game into what it is now, it mm -hmm. handles, to me, just like a Ratchet & Clank game. Interesting. You know, your basic, your basic like, singular attack, you know, enemies take, like, one hit, for the most part. Mm-hmm platforming the only thing i dislike about it is growing up watching spongebob the voice acting is not the voice actors aren't the same not all of them oh, some man. of them some of them are very close but there's some like mr krabs is was the first one i really noticed it throws me off a little bit kind of takes me out of it you can't not have clancy do mr krabs That's... oh dude it's yeah it's i mean it it feels like the the voice actors for spongebob and patrick particularly are from the newer iteration uh... i mean you can kind of get past that but it, it's a game that's nice to just kind of zone out and play it really does just feel like a ratchet and clank game as far as like the way it handles and the platforming aspects but did did they get as far as voice actors did they get too tweezy Bugs! Yeah, let me get that double C Let me get that every day. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, already figured it out, Derek, yeah, I checked out Too Too Easy. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Ryan before we started the show that he should check it out too. I have to send you the link. It's good. All right. Well, that's awesome. You know what? You. It's funny. I think all of us just growing up with video games, we know to kind of be leery around uh, licensed games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all know to be leery around licensed games. And so I, I see SpongeBob and I'm like, yeah, it's probably one of those shovelware whatevers. But you telling me about it, that's got me kind of excited. I kind of want to check it out now. So that might be on my radar. Uh, yeah, I, might be I, I love me a good platform. What's that? Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not a bad game, man. Not, not that I've gotten... I haven't gotten super far into it, but it's... It is definitely one you can just kind of zone out and platform. Cool. Yeah, I saw a disc replay by me has one for twenty, so I might go pick that up. Oh, yeah. dude, that's that's there. like half a or those. That's I think I paid thirty for it. So yeah, if you get it for twenty, man, go for it. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of getting it for twenty, twin, twin, we on them sweet deals. Mm. I need to hear from y'all. I need to hear from Ryan. Ryan, sir, what in them sweet deals you've been looking at? Oh man, I I picked up. I know y'all hating on Assassin's Creed over here, but not, not no, no, just just you be soft and sexual assault. Assassin's Creed's fine. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is and always will be one of my favorite series. I know. Um, you got I know. I know people. Yeah, I do. I I know people. People hate on the repetitiveness, and it it can get repetitive at times. But I did pick up AC Rogue Remastered for ten bucks. Not bad. Um, okay. One of my favorite games in the series, mm. and the fact that it was only on 360 at start was hurtful to my soul but now that i can play it on one pretty stoked you guys obviously know ps4 fall guys is free to own mm -hmm. until like the 31st so xbox ultimate game pass or game sale or whatever they're calling it right is going on right now so if you're looking for resident evil 2 it's 24 bucks not bad um yeah, yeah no there's like 600 games on sale right now man it's re oh, it's wow. a giant sale wow crash the insane trilogy 24 bucks mm-hmm Maneater, Maneater, thirty-six bucks, ten percent off. 
So if you're interested. Okay. I had a note here, and I hate the fact that I can't read my own notes. <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I shortened it too much, but I got a – oh. Let's decipher it together. What does it say? It says W-E slash Game of the Year. So I think it was The Witcher, The Witcher 3. I think that was supposed to be a 3 instead of an E. Witcher uh, 3 okay. Game of the Year yeah. is uh, 20 bucks. Yeah, that goes on sale a lot. For anybody yeah. who hasn't picked it up yet, definitely do. Obviously, PC would probably be the best, but next to that, Xbox One or PS4. Derek was mentioning, and I'm wondering if this is going to happen, especially now that I'm getting more realistic reports about backwards compatibility for PS4 and it not being universal or always meaning that the game is going to play better. I wonder if they're going to re-release Witcher 3 for PS5. Oh, I I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, if they're they're releasing GTA 5. Yeah. Well, you also got to think CD Projekt Red, they're always working on the next big thing, so they might, unless they outsource it to another company. Mm Mm-hmm then it probably won't get done. Keep your damn game and give me more Witcher Netflix. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's coming. It's coming. They're working on it. Oh, Yennefer. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. You went, uh, does that, does uh, Yennefer do it for you, Ryan? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, she was hot. She was hot with the hump. With, with the hump. She was like, I'll put the hump in your back, girl. Yeah, yeah. with the hump. She was She was like a solid six. And then, oh, my God. A solid six. <laughs> a solid six with the hump. Oh, oh, that's so good. You know what's interesting? In the books, they didn't go into her backstory at all. All of that was made up out of whole cloth. It was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's implied that that's, you know, she probably had some kind of deformity because that's usually how a lot of the witches are made. But yeah, they didn't really go into it. So that was interesting. Cool. Well, Derek, what about your sweet deals? What you got? As far as deals that you all can get, I noticed that a lot of the big box stores are running deals on first party Sony and Xbox games. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I know I saw Days Gone at Target for 20 mm-hmm. which is like the fact that these PS4 first party titles are going on sale so often. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool to see. Let's see. Final Fantasy VII Remake for 40 at Target. Neo okay. 2 is only $20. Ooh, okay. Like, these are relatively new games. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, basically, uh, Death Stranding, 20 bucks All at right. Target. So, uh, yeah, check out your Targets, your Walmarts, your Best Buys, Meyer even. And a lot of these recently released games are on sale. That's cool. Yeah, I, I hear the PC version of Death Stranding is pretty decent for yeah, those who have access. So I've heard that game wasn't good. It is a video game. <laughs> it has video game characters. There are things that happen in the video game that progress a story that exists. You're you're selling me. I, I I'm gonna go out and buy it right now. Right, okay. it's a video game. It's a. Uh, do I regret playing it? No, because I think I would just be crazy curious about it. Do I? Let's move on. So, uh, the only thing I have is there are a lot of Switch powerhouse mainstays. You know, your Splatoon two, Smash Brothers. Mario Party, perhaps a lot of the, like Luigi's Mansion for sure. A lot of them are ten bucks off right now, so not doing twenty bucks off, but they are doing ten. A lot of them are being sold for like forty nine and some change. So, if you got any big boy Switch games, first party titles that you're wanting, you've been eyeballing. You know they hardly ever go on sale, so maybe maybe pick one up, save yourself ten bucos. You get any yeah, uh, my... personal? Oh, sorry, good. Yeah, I just want to point out that Walmart almost always has 
brand new games at ten dollars off. That's actually true. You're right. I got Luigi's Mansion at Walmart already for ten bucks off. Yeah. So if you're looking for those first party titles, they're usually fifty bucks at Walmart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You get any uh, cool pickups doing your uh, your retail gig this week? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, one of the places that I stop by pretty often. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff that they didn't feel like putting into the inventories, and they just gave to me. Whoa. Which is that's just one of those things where you, you build these relationships, you go in there for years and years, and they just they just start giving you shit, man. So like I I got like four Xbox One Connects, four PS4 cameras, a bunch of PS4 controllers, Xbox One controllers, just a bunch of peripherals and stuff. Let me get one of them Connects if you don't mind. I was actually, I'm I'm glad that I got to do this with you, Derek. Yep. Can you look out for uh, Champions Return to Arms for me? I'm Champions trying to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, that's a hard one to find. Champions and Norath? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Picked up three copies of Pokemon Soul Silver. Those are all up at the eBay store right now. Hmm. How much? Uh, you say how much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's no, like, I want to buy there. one right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're up there. Let's see. Uh, Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age Steelbook, I got that. Uh, picked up a copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I think the most, the weirdest pickup that I got, and I don't know if you guys remember, back in the early late 80s, early 90s, McDonald's had a line of transforming toys. I remember, yeah. All the, yeah, it was all their food products. Yeah, like the fries and the burgers all turned to yeah, robots? Or... Yeah, so yeah. I've got like the Happy Meal, the ice cream cone, the chicken nuggets, the... Egg McMuffins, the fries, the shakes, and like Big Macs and stuff. <laughs> like there's like 17 of these little figures. And I, yeah, Derek I got the fries that. with that shake, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was just one of those cool things that I remember as a kid, and it was it just lit my soul up to find that. That's neat. But yeah, yeah, and those are up for sale as well. So yeah, well yeah, sounds like both of us will be hooking up with you after the show. Picking up some of them yeah. sweet deals. Ooh. Well, let's move on to news. This is going to be a long episode. You guys in for it? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. We're uh, prior to editing. We're already over an hour in, but I'm, I'm liking what we're I'm liking what uh, what content we're putting out. This is a good convo. We got a bit of news. You guys remember Nintendo had that partner direct that everybody was disappointed in. And one of the things that they announced was Nocturne HD. Shin Megami mm-hmm. 3 is Nocturne, right? Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Dante's going to be in it. And people were like, he wasn't in the trailer. Dante will be in it, but as downloadable content. Boo. Yeah. Boo. That's, that's, and I feel like that has to do with them not, they might not have the rights to it fully or they had to pay for them. Oh, I was going to say, they, they apparently got the rights because it's DLC now, but yeah. Yeah, I, in order to put them, in the DLC, put them in the game, they had to pay up some more, so that might be why it costs money, but... It's still lame. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Speaking of lame, Marvel's Avengers, if oh, you're no. a Virgin or Verizon customer... <laughs> You can get a special skin to show what of a corporate shill you are, where you I can dress weird. up all your favorite superheroes in uh, Verizon or Virgin colors. Yeah, I thought he was just saying if you're a virgin. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I thought he was going with it too. I was like, um, where's Marvel's this going? Avengers. If you've never had sex, if you're for- <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Pro- probably should have been more specific. If you were a virgin, virgin customer mobile. for mobile, virgin yes. mobile, virgin there mobile. You Thank you. Yeah, yes. So. They're already kind of doing the corporate tie-ins. This this game is giving me bad vibes. Just with the whole, you know, like, um, games as a service model, the ongoing thing, all of the, the tie-ins, the exclusiv- exclusivity with Spider-Man only on PS4, which 
for people who, I don't know, stand for Xbox, probably pisses you off if you plan to get that game, but you want to have all the characters. And then, I and then do this... also have a PS4. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is, you would prefer to play it on Xbox. That's your system. Yeah. And now you kind of, you're encouraged if you want to play a Spider-Man, you got to get it on a PS. That's just sucks. So, yeah. So if you want to stand for Verizon, I guess you can. If you really love your mobile company, you can get that free skin and you can show everybody how how much you love Verizon. So that's cool. Yeah, I saw they were actually giving away free copies if you're a Verizon customer, but you had to like sign up for the rewards and have enough points to buy the voucher or whatever. And have the most expensive cell service in the country. Yeah, exactly. yeah, all of that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, their network actually is pretty decent, but for the price, I'm like, I got to find somewhere in between. Because, like, you got Sprint, which has, like, a terrible network, and you got Verizon, which has the best. And Sprint's the cheapest, Verizon's most expensive. And then somewhere in the middle, you'll find, like, your AT&T. So yeah. that's, that's where I landed. Not, Sprint not is now with T-Mobile now, so. What's that? Sprint is now owned by T-Mobile now, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, T-Mobile yeah, so. wasn't really the best either, but yeah. uh, if they merge, maybe they'll survive. I don't know. <laughs> Anti-ways. The only other thing that I had, and I know this came across your guys' radar too, Epic versus Apple. Oh, yeah. Epic. Epic, so Fortnite, so Epic Games did not like the fact that when it put its games on the Apple Store, that Apple was taking 30% of in-app purchases, which I, I agree is exorbitant. So they found a mm-hmm. workaround where people could pay Epic directly and not have to go through the Apple Store. That's against the terms of service for posting on Apple's platform. So Apple pulled them, and then eventually Google did too. And now Epic is like, oh, 1984, blah, 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 gamers rise up. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I any, any game whose sole way of making money is microtransactions and season passes, mm-hmm. to me, is cancer. I hate it. Fair. Cannot stand it. Okay. I've never been a never been a fan of Fortnite, but I mean, I don't. Epic Games kind of has a point, man. It, it's a, Apple's like the mob. Apple and Google both. It's like, hey, you know, give us that protection money, or uh, or, or we're gonna break your kneecaps. Mm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think Epic was just straight up wrong in the scenario. Interesting. Which I mean, yeah, thirty percent is exorbitant and it's a bit unnecessary, but. You you read the terms of service and those, those they, they, and no one reads the TOS. Well, the oh, company uh, better they got lawyers that read that shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> please believe. better be reading that shit. Yeah, but it's like if you that's like say with PayPal, they have where you can pay uh, friends and family and goods and services. Mm-hmm. You can it's against the terms of service of PayPal to tell someone that you only accept friends and family as payment. So if they find out that you are telling people, hey, I'm selling this thing, you pay me through PayPal. But only I don't take goods and services, then they will probably remove your account. Mm. And it's pretty much the same thing here. It's like you know, in order to release on our store, you know, we're taking our cut. But just to completely work around that, and it's like basically trying to evade your taxes. I I don't yeah, I don't so, know, man. If if this know, was man. if it's, this was on the other the other foot, and this was a small business, would you be saying the same thing? Because thirty percent, I mean, maybe not be a lot for Epic Games, but for if we if you're going to have the same standard for everyone for 30% is a lot for some companies. I think you're both right. I think Epic is wrong with the way they handled it. I think Apple is the devil and 30% is ridiculous. Yeah. But here's the thing that really bugs me about Epic's 
way they're going about this is they're trying to say like oh you know amidst some real issues going on with people right now in freedom they're like oh poor us billion dollar company they're taking right. advantage of us you guys should rise Whoa, up me. even though they knew exactly what they were doing and they knew what they were doing when they went into the agreement and they're trying to get people to fight against it for their advocacy but what happens when they become the monopoly well we already know because the way epic has been rising up especially with their store is to purchase rights to games so they can only be exclusively played through Epic. Epic already pulls this monopolistic bullcrap. So for them to try to act like they're on the side of the people and that they're fighting against Big Brother when they are, in fact, vying to be the next Big Brother is a little gross. Yeah. No, so no, my, my take, my, my just, to, just, to, just to say, my take is let them fight, sit back, <laughs> and just stay out of it. It's none of our business. And honestly, I mean... It sucks if you play if you prefer to play Fortnite on your iPhone or whatever. I don't know what the hell. I don't. I don't know who would. Right. Like why? Well, I well some people maybe only have access. Maybe it's like an eight year old and all they have is their iPhone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that eight year old doesn't have a lot of uh, clout anyways. They can't get online and go, "Come on, Twitter army, let's do this." <laughs> but still, the fact that they're trying to do that, get out of here with that bullshit. We all see through you. No. You know? yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but you referenced that 1984 thing. From my understanding, that video is a mock of the exact same video that Apple used to claim the same thing, that someone was trying – I forget who it was, but someone was trying to monopolize the communications company – or the communications world. Yeah. So, I mean, for Apple they to do, do that and then block Epic Games, I mean, I mean, that's kind of a mic drop for Epic. It's like, hey, you hypocritical – you know, <laughs> SOB. Yeah, but it's it's like a, a former U.S. president mic dropping on a current one for like I don't know drone striking people in another country. You all do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have the, yeah. Epic doesn't have a leg to stand on as far as like trying to drop any kind of mic because they do the same shit and they will do, continue to do the same shit. Just like Apple did when they didn't have a leg to stand on, they were trying to. Every one of these companies are trying to act like they're for us or whatever, but they're just for getting yeah, all the cash they can and blocking out the competition. That's the yep. supposed free market. It's turned into this like bloodthirsty den of sharks eating sharks, and they want to they want to get us in the pool with them and be like, help us fight this other shark. Why? Get out of here with that BS. Now, how do you how do you feel about the fact that they're the the suit itself doesn't actually seek compensation for losses of the the game being pulled from the store, but according to the lawsuit, it's to create fair competition between the companies. Hmm. Because <laughs> what does that mean to them? <laughs> it's 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 just a publicity stunt. It's grandstanding. They're oh, they're, they're making billions of dollars. They're going to continue to make billions of dollars. Let them all eat cake, and they can't because they can afford it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyways, what else we got? You guys got a lot of news this week. You were telling me about Ryan. Ryan, what's going on in your world? Well, first and most importantly, one of the biggest games or one of the biggest remasters that I'm excited for, 20 days and counting as the, at the time of this recording, till Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered. Oh my god. Now, I am I am so excited. I'm, I'm low-key excited too because I love those games. However, they've done HD remasters in the past, or they, they did that one that went on like Xbox Live that was really bad. And then we Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, yeah. We, well, no, that, and they also did an actual HD like remix of early Tony Hawk games that... that didn't do so hot. Do you remember that? They had like no, a warehouse I, level I, and everything. No, see, I never got around to I never got around to messing with those. It was bad. 
it was bad. So that's probably why they took it down. But so I'm a little worried. But I hear a demo is out there. Have you heard any news about anybody that's played the demo? Or I've heard know? the demo is amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I saw something that says it gives you two minutes of pure bliss. <laughs> yeah, just like the original demo was two minutes. I love that because I, I right. got the first two minutes of Superman stuck in my head. Here I am doing everything I can. Oh, that and like the sound the of the other, glass breaking. That's <laughs> the other thing, dude. One of the probably the second best, second or third best collection of like video game soundtracks, in my yeah. opinion. Did they What's secure the all the songs, the original songs? As far as I know, yes. Wow, that's impressive. That's what impressive. would be the first uh, best? Video oh, game Vi- Vice City. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh Vi- yeah. Vice City, hands down. Interesting. Is you a '90s baby? What What do you like about '80s music? I love '80s music more than I love '90s music. Hand, like, and there's there's no contest in my opinion. I will listen to Vice City Radio on Spotify all day. All like, right. it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but well, uh, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Video killed the radio star, man. Exactly. So podcasts I, are trying to bring it back. That's an interesting topic. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. This episode's going to be so huge. Um, <laughs> but my favorite video game soundtrack of all time is probably Chrono Cross. I think that's pretty solid. The fact that, like... Nerd. Shut up. The fact that, uh, <laughs> the fact, like, like, you ain't going to answer with some Weebu shit. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no. no he's a Final Fantasy X, baby. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Final Fantasy X is pretty solid. But the thing about Chrono Cross is you get remixes of all the songs because the whole conceit of that game is there's a multiverse and you bounce back and forth between two different versions of the same world. So each town you go in has the town song and then the alternate version world of that town song. It's It's cool. And a lot of it pulls from the really good music that came from Chrono Trigger, which is still timeless and really good. So, so Derek, let me ask you, what is your favorite soundtrack of all time for video games? Uh, it's so hard for me to think of soundtracks in particular, but the one that sticks out in my mind is Final Fantasy X. Okay. I can listen to that intro song just over and over and over again. It's just, it's just so beautiful. They really. My wife I don't can play. I, my wife can play that play? song on the viola. Oh my god! Yeah, she has to play it for me because I, I, I don't know. Most, most all Final Fantasy soundtracks are just masterpieces. Masterpiece. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Nobu Matsu, man, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's just a fucking god when it comes to composing. That and Kingdom Hearts mm. soundtrack is just. Yeah. I'm just like you said I called you a nerd for Chrono Cross but I'm a fucking nerd because <laughs> <laughs> it's just Final Fantasy and all that Japanese shit those are the soundtracks for me man alright Ryan did you have any other news aside from I know Epic versus Apple's on your radar Tony Hawk Pro Skater I'm kind of excited about it too so I'm going to be watching that one for sure anything else two quick things going back to GTA and the uh, the days of Vice City and stuff mm-hmm. even up to GTA 5 the radio host Laszlo has left Rockstar hmm. from from what I've gathered he left back in April but just recently actually updated his LinkedIn profile hmm. sources are citing that he's been taking care of his sister obviously it's all speculation not we don't no no confirmation on that but hmm. with the covid stuff he's he's become her primary caregiver so yeah laszlo one of my again the the, the soundtracks man he was my companion in in the gta days and he's uh he's not gonna be working with a uh, rockstar anymore 
Interesting. So was yeah. his whole contribution just voiceover work, or did he do anything else with Rockstar aside from that? No, he was actually, if you remember the GTA Five story, he was the host of the show that well, Michael's no. daughter was yeah, on. Yeah, no, I know that they actually put I'll him in the game. game. <laughs> yeah, they actually put him in the game as kind of like a Ryan Seacrest stand-in. But I mean, like, did he do any development or producing? Was it was it just, like, do you know if his job at Rockstar was outside of a personality? Oh no! I, as to my understanding, he was just a just a personality and voice a uh, voice actor. Okay. I saw that he did some writing. Did he? Yeah. Well, I was gonna I'm say writing. it's interesting. They would say he leaves Rockstar because you don't consider like Troy Baker to be working for Naughty Dog. He just right. did a voiceover for him. You know what I mean? Uh, and the fact is, God, Troy Baker works everywhere for everyone for everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was wondering the the fact that the headline reads that he leaves Rockstar. That leads me to believe that he did do more than just voiceover work. Maybe he was. You said he was a writer. You think also a yeah. writer and producer. Yeah, you are correct, yeah. Derek. Okay, interesting. Okay, you had other Rockstar news actually, aside from Laszlo, didn't you? Yes. So we we all know Rockstar is not great at addressing their their online community in terms of patching bugs and stuff and you know hacking and fixing all that stuff. That is the um, word on the street. <laughs> Red Dead Red Dead Online has gotten so broken, <laughs> so very broken that Rockstar has actually taken notice and addressed it, but still no solution on the horizon. So from what from what I've heard you can get into a Red Dead Online server with three people, and then the game just stops. Complete and total disconnection. Like, it is, from first-hand source, it is unplayable right now. Interesting. So I kind of remember hearing about that. Didn't, like, all the online players dress up as clowns or something? Yes, yes, they did. (laughs) It, uh, it, they released a patch, and then they released another patch after the patch, and then the game just went to shite. Like, it's completely broken. Interesting. So, you know what's funny about that is Rockstar rakes in disgusting amounts of cash from Scrooge its online. McDuckian levels of De Niro. Yeah, they can swim in that money. And the fact that they apparently are just allocating that towards, I'm guessing, CEOs and shareholders and not to fix their shit, that says a lot. So, it's mm. unfortunate. Well, Derek, what you got going on this week? Last of Us 2 added grounded difficulty... And that includes permadeath feature. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, as uh, Ryan mentioned earlier, you're a bit of a masochist, so you will <laughs> definitely be checking that out when I lend it to you. Hey, have we not learned on this episode that I like myself now? No, no, no. I will check yeah, it out, though. You're, you're right. Game you're right. Habit, After definitely. all, you were playing Dynasty Warriors 9. <laughs> you know what? Touche. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's got you. <laughs> He's got me. So I just want to point out how crazy the permadeath is. So this is just mild spoilers for the beginning of The Last of Us 2. Not even spoilers. There's a scene where you're playing snowball, uh, having a snowball fight with some kids. Mm. And if one of those kids' snowballs hits you, you die. Shut no. up. No, that's, no. That's, why that's, would you? Yes, that's included in permadeath. Yes, that's included. In well, I mean, it, you don't actually die. It's like it triggers a fail state, right? Yeah. Do you think that but... that would count in permadeath, though? Oh, I don't know, man. That's I, interesting. I, I would have to play through it, but wow, that's such I a good point. The, yeah, I watched the little video, and literally the kid snowball hit her, and she just she just fell out. I want a permadeath that deletes your save file. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's I what permadeath if... is, right? You can't continue. You're permanently dead. Yeah, I think that is what that yeah, means. I, mean, I would permit, never do that to myself. Like, from a Fire Emblem perspective, it just means you can't play as that character, but as long as you have other characters to play as, you can continue. But a single-player permadeath, that ends the game. That permanent death means you die, you start over, right? Yeah. Pretty no sure. Yeah. See, see, I played a relax, not to put my controller through the 
TV. So, <laughs> I'm, Yo, I'm if, good if, on that aspect. If, if Insanity Mode on Ghost of Tsushima had a permadeath, I would not select it because I definitely would have ended my rung long ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's see. Uh... I play permadeath on easy, though, because then I'd feel really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, what else you got, man? Oh, let's see. Uh, PlayStation added the feature, finally, to where... So, if you don't know, if you have PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now and you've purchased a game through those services... You weren't able to buy them if the PlayStation Store was having a sale on them. Mm-hmm. Now you can. Ooh. So, yeah. So, for example, let's say you have Injustice. Like, I have Injustice for free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, me too. Let's say before this update, it went on sale for $2. Mm. I wouldn't be able to buy it for $2 because I already had it on PlayStation Plus. But now I can. That's cool. That way, if you yeah. ever get off PlayStation Plus, you get to exactly. keep Exactly. Yeah. Because cool. if, if those listening don't know, if you buy a game through PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, you don't own that game. As soon as your subscription lapses... If you lapses, download the game. Yeah, if you yeah. download it. Yeah. As soon as that subscription lapses, you won't be able to do it. Let's see, Final Fantasy VII is now on Xbox Game Pass. The original one? Yes, the original. Yeah, because so, you can make the other one's exclusive. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Xbox players will be able to experience the majesty of that and be able to play it before they play Final Fantasy VII Remake which you will need to do if you want to fully understand what's going on in that game. Is Remake ever going to come to the Xbox? Remake is on the Xbox, I thought. No, it isn't. That it's not? A, it, no, it's a PS4 no. exclusive, yeah, brother. PS- oh, no, yeah, it's 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 a PS4 timed exclusive. Oh, it's timed? So probably, yeah, yeah, so that's probably what... Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's so. That's great news. Ryan, yeah. you got to check that game out. It's oh, no, I trust me, It's it's been on my radar. Brother, it's like my favorite game of the year so far. Like, it is good. <laughs> We gushed about it on our, our spoiler cast, so which you know if you're you probably skipped that episode. At least I hope you did, because <laughs> yeah. we spoiled yeah. the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing that I've got as far as the news is that uh, there was a tweet I forget who it was from, but they showed a Xbox Series X controller packaging, and on the side of it it said compatible with Xbox Series X slash S. Mm. So that leads me to believe that. It's basically confirmed that Xbox will be releasing a slightly less powerful version of the Series X called the Series S this November. Interesting. So that's, a, that's another console that I don't have a reason to buy. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, it's less powerful, you say. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. Well, let me ask you, Derek, as we come to the close of this increasingly long podcast episode which i love i love a long podcast episode this week what you feeling so i am feeling this movie i haven't seen it yet but it just dropped on netflix i believe the 14th and it's called project power and it stars jamie fox and joseph gordon levitt and here's the synopsis real quick for you it's a former soldier teams up with a cop to find the source behind a dangerous pill that provides temporary superpowers. No, 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 dude. You gotta do it in a movie voice. A former soldier teams up with a cop to find the source behind a dangerous pill that provides temporary superpowers. This summer. This summer. Jay, Jay Fox. Known hey. for his roles in Ray. I play the piano when I'm blind. And Collateral. I'm just a taxi driver. Why are you making me help you kill people? And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, known for his roles on Third Rock from the Sun. I'm the dumb one. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, right. And point. Batman The Dark Knight Rises. I might be Robin? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, if you know anything about James Fox, you know that he is easily one of the most talented oh, yeah. people on the planet, period. He was great in Collateral. Oh my god. Yeah, he can sing, he can dance, he can act. He can Jason Gordon-Levitt's good too. Oh yeah, Jason Gordon-Levitt's good, but he's not touching Jamie Fox. I mean, he might touch him in this movie. We don't know Probably. what kind of movie this is. This could be a romance. Huh. Yeah. The power, the passion, the romance. Right. Project power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Probably more like Project Power Bottom, baby. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Derek, definitely keep, me, definitely keep me updated on that. My cons- my concern with that movie is it's going to be Limitless, but with superpowers. Yeah, I mean, I loved Limitless. I, I thought Limitless was okay. What's your beef with Limitless? Yeah. No, it was a decent movie. I just It seems like everything is a rehash. You don't want to see the same tweet. movie again. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun, honestly. Let's be real. So uh, you can only know. do... I oh. I don't know, man. Hey, I don't know. Warrior, Umbrella, Umbrella okay. Academy is pretty unique <laughs> i mean it is it's an adaptation yeah, but it's, it's superpowers but yeah i did say there's nothing new under the sun but michael i remember you telling me about a game that's coming out on nintendo switch here soon and i want you to talk about it, it has something to do with giant enemy oh, crafts oh 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 yeah 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 okay so i think it's coming out in september i'll double check i need because i was not prepared to talk about this so yes there is a game on the nintendo switch and the release date is confirmed for september 15th it's called fight crab i believe it may already be out in japan and i know that that physical editions are being sold on play asia but I, i think when it comes here it may only be digital but fight crab if you're wondering what the shell is this Uh, Publisher Mastiff and developer Kalapa Games are going to release a ridiculous fight game where you play as a relatively or nominally realistic crab holding swords, lightsabers, machine guns, Thor's hammer, and swinging them around realistically physics style and attacking other crabs. Also riding vehicles as well. You could be a giant crab fighting another giant crab, destroying the city as you exchange blows. You could be fighting, you know, other crabs on the table of a giant restaurant. You know what I mean? Like like being a regular sized crab, I guess. It looks dumb. They're boasting there's going to be 23 different playable crabs, 48 weapons, and 11 different arenas. A lot of people aren't talking about fight crab right now. That might be the first rule. I'm not sure. But we don't talk about it. Yeah, you don't talk about fight crab, but... (laughs) Uh, the second rule is you should be talking about Fight Crab because it, it looks amazing. If you like stupid games, and I'm talking stupid games, this looks stupid, and I'm all about it. So, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. It's not exactly yeah. what I was feeling this week, but I'm glad you, you mentioned yeah. it. No, yeah, I had if, to uh, If you don't want to wait for Switch, it is currently out on Steam. Oh, it is on Steam. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, yeah, it okay, came cool. out July 29th. Nice. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's it's out there in the world right now. Somebody else has probably found it before me, but it's been on my radar because of Nintendo deals. They've been tweeting about it a bunch, so I'm like, Ooh, this looks cool. And it opens with that, the trailer opens with the generic, uh, stereotypical Japanese voiceover. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Fight Crab. Fight the Crab. <laughs> so good. You got look up the trailer if you can, definitely. All right, Ryan, what are you feeling this week, sir? Well, you know, Mike, we're kicking it old school this week. I picked up two, actually three, of my favorite PS2 games of all time. Uh, this past nice. uh, Monday, Dark Alliance One, Dark okay. Alliance Two, mm-hmm. and Champions of Norath. I broke out the slim, the super slim PS2, and mm-hmm. I will be going hard on Dark Alliance, reliving the glory days of uh, me and you in my living room, hanging out, little little dungeon crawling. Good times, man. I remember so. the local couch co-op. 
dungeon crawling, and I know you're gonna go so hard, so hard, girl. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, how much did you get the the games for? Because some of them go for pretty expensive, especially Dark Alliance too. I remember last time I saw it was like fifty bucks. Yeah, I picked up Dark Alliance one and Norath for twenty bucks a pop, and then Dark Alliance two was I got for thirty five. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad so, at all, actually. No. And then I am on the lookout for the sequel to Champions of Norath, Return to Arms, but that one is eluding me so far. Yeah, hit, hit, Derek. Keep an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm looking, I'm looking. Awesome. Well, you may be wondering, you may be asking yourself, what is Mike feeling this week? Well, let me tell you. I, I checked out Too Too Easy. If you couldn't already tell from earlier when we had our little deluxe, <laughs> deluxe. Uh, it it reminded me of another group that i used to follow remember that channel dormtainment yes Uh, oh god shake that ass on the internet yes i love it oh my god two of them dudes from dormtainment formed a group called tropical storm now i didn't know this but they're still releasing music they just released a fifth album in may so they're going and they're on spotify But one of my favorite albums by them was Life After Fame. So you can look up a lot of their albums like on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever. But we're talking such classics as Dick Touch the Water, <laughs> Booty Hole, Shake Dem Buttocks, and Shake Dem Caps, ho. We don't care about your breasts. Shake Dem Caps. Kneecaps. Mm. So if you, if you like uh, hip-hop and you like your hip-hop on the funny side, check these dudes out for sure. They are hilarious but you're also going to be bopping while you're laughing so that's what i'm feeling this week okay if you if you think i didn't immediately turn on shake that ass on the internet you are incorrect (laughs) love it it. shake that ass on the internet Mm. that's it i i you know what's funny i discovered them through Issa ray Issa ray is really popular now but back in the day when she was an internet personality and she was doing that awkward black girl show she had another show she did called ratchet peace theater and Ratchet Peace Theater was a way for her to highlight the kind of ratchet songs that she likes to listen to. So, you know, Trina made it on there, some classic tunes like that. But she did an episode featuring Shake That Ass on the Internet by Dorntainment. And, it, like, from that point, I was hooked. I was listening to the, the YouTube. They're still going. I, I haven't followed them as much recently. Like, I definitely am more familiar with their older stuff. But funny guys. So definitely check them out if you're into, if you like to laugh. All right, well, I think that is us. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Ryan, why don't you tell the people where they can find you out there and you know, plug anything you'd like people to, to check out. Uh, like I said before, man, I'm not, not huge into the social medias, but I do uh, stream regularly with another buddy of mine. We're usually on on the weekends, YouTube, look up Skill Gap Games. You'll find us way deep down in there because we ain't got a big presence. But okay. I'm, it's like page four, maybe. Skill Gap, <laughs> right? Okay, so yeah. Skill Space Gap. Yeah, skill space gap. Got it. And Derek, what you what you got going on? Why don't you plug your stuff? Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore, over on Twitter at Goodies underscore more. You can check out the website at GamerGoodiesAndMore.com. I will say that we're having a bit of trouble getting stuff uploaded to the website, so until further notice, until further notice, I'm going to be directing you to the eBay store at eBay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more for all that sweet sweet deals and good video game stuff and toys and anything under the umbrella of media sounds good well if you're liking what you're hearing and you want to follow me on twitter you can check me out at mike peterson al got a youtube channel mc paper stacks plays putting all my twitch highlights and streams up there for archival purposes and you can catch me streaming at twitch.tv slash mc paper stacks 
got a full schedule. I might be doing a shake up to the schedule soon, and I am going, like I said, on a social media blackout starting tomorrow up through probably like mid next week. So, but again, you can catch me on the regular schedule after that. If you want to check out future episodes of the podcast, please remember we do upload every single Sunday, and our hub is at anchor.fm/slash player two has entered the pod. You can donate to the cause there. You can reach out to us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com if you have questions or stream suggestions want to collab whatever it is and if you're on facebook i do run a local facebook gamers group that you you're free to join at facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers that is our show people thank you so much for stopping by and checking us out ryan i'd like to give you a special thanks for stopping by and being a guest on today's episode we will see everybody next week bye-bye all right see ya peace